what's so special about me? What do I have to say? Like, why should people listen to me? But the thing is, no one, there's no one else out there that's like me. So that's the beauty of it, where there's so many stories out there that haven't been told. And there's always going to be so many stories that haven't been told and that need to be told. So I think that was my aha moment, for sure. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. Today's episode is jam-packed with so many inspirational sayings and things that we talk about just really uplifted me. After this episode, I just got to work. Like I just wanted to continue creating and connecting with amazing creatives all around the world. My friend Catherine Mendez is a powerful Latina. As you'll see, she is so inspiring and so passionate about what she does. She is a freelance film director, writer, producer, and creative director. She graduated from the Art Institute of California, Hollywood, earning her bachelor's degree in digital film and video production. She is currently working on a 10-minute digital short form series to highlight everyday people. It's called Glimpse. You'll hear all about it in this episode, and if you feel called to at the end, there is a link below where you can support her and her campaign for that short. I also just have to say that one of the reasons I loved this conversation is because I did very minimal editing for this episode, and I usually do minimal editing. I will only take out some of the ums and make it more of a fluid conversation, but this one was really something that I just let the conversation go. I really loved what we got to share and what we got to talk about authentically, and I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed it. Without further ado, please welcome my friend, Catherine Mendez. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It's my first podcast. I can't believe that. I'm so happy that it's my podcast. <laughs> oh, such an honor. Thank you. I really, I really like your podcast and the fact that you're highlighting a lot of uh, young adults and highlighting a lot of people our age and just the journey of life and trying to figure out what we want to do. And it's never an easy line I guess an easy path so it's it's been fun but thank you for having me thank you no thank you for being on here um I want people to kind of know how we met I kind of always start my podcast like this but basically we met through your boyfriend Joel who is awesome and has been an amazing friend of mine for I think like a couple years now and he's also a co-writer of my song what's the point and we've done a bunch of collaborations together and it was just cool that now I have another friend with you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, I think, when did he, how did you guys meet? Because I know you started coming over for um, writing sessions and then that's when I ran into you and we met and I was like, oh, I love, I love this girl, Drea. <laughs> Crazy because I remember the, one of the first things we bonded about was that you're Latina. And so I was yeah. like, okay, another fellow Latina. Yes. We're, up. We're like, we got to stick together. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you got to be friends. <laughs> How did you get to LA? What was your start? Um, so I would say the main goal is director. Like that's, that's my main goal. Uh, Hispanic woman director. That's the goal. But I definitely have been diving into 
uh, producing. And it's been an awesome role to learn and actually tackle. So I would say now I would identify myself as a director producer. How did you get into directing and producing? What was your start? How did you even get into this world of directing and producing? Oh, great question. It's actually been a journey of trying to figure out what my passion is. And I would say in the beginning of college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do multiple things. I wanted to play the trumpet as a professional. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to, you know, be a therapist and all these things. But what I always kept going back to was movies, films. I grew up going to the movie theaters with my dad. That was like our ritual every week, every Tuesday. I remember we would go watch a movie and I realized how much I enjoyed being in that theater. It's like I left the outside world, the norm, the the chaotic, and entered the theater where I felt home and just felt kind of like able to just be me and just be other characters and be into another story. So that eventually I went back to while I was in college because I took a, a film class and I realized, why am I not doing this? Why am I not pursuing film? So that's how I got into then. Um, I transferred out of Cal State Northridge after three years and went into an art institute for film. And I was there for two years. And that's when I truly, truly realized how much I love being on set and how much I love directing and creating a movie from pre-production which is all this writing planning creating shots looks and everything and then into production where you're delegating and the funny thing is I remember for my thesis film my mom was on set because she was catering and she was like Miha she's like I had no clue you had this in you you've always been this shy quiet girl very like you're, you weren't verbal and you're on set and you're like okay, this is what I need, boom, 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 and action, like, you were just, she's like, I've never seen you more present, I've never seen you more, like, in this powerful uh, place, and you ever see you feel so just happy, and just open to just doing this, so that was really nice to hear from my mom, who knows me best, I feel, so that's how I, I started getting into directing, I just fell in love with the craft, do you feel that this industry kind of helped you spread your wings and become more, I guess, outgoing if, if you did consider yourself shy? Um, I would say it definitely played a big role in it. I see it as like, it's just growth. And I think when you're doing something that you love, it tends to push you and it tends to put you in uncomfortable situation. It puts you to just blossom in there. And I think that's the beauty of pursuing something that you love, whether that's music or cooking like you want to make sure you're doing the best you can and sometimes that is forcing you to step outside your comfort zone you know so I definitely think that it, it has it's made me be more vocal and be more personable like being able to communicate to a person like hey especially when you're directing actors like hey this these are the beats that I need you to hit and like knowing how to communicate to your crew because you're the captain of the ship and if you don't know how to communicate to other people with different personalities with different 
you know, ways of viewing things, then your ship will sink. So it's definitely taught me and it has made me blossom and grow in so many areas that I'm very grateful for. I love that. What what came after you graduated from the program? Did you just move to LA and start kind of hitting the ground running with different projects or what was that process like? Um, so the school is actually in North Hollywood. So in the Valley of North Hollywood. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that, that, that that's where it was. Yeah. So I've actually been in LA for about 14 years. Um, but after I graduated college uh, with my degree, it's technically digital cinema and video production. That's the title of the degree. Um, so the, how I went about it is actually I didn't jump right into filmmaking. It's jumping into filmmaking. It's a challenge in itself. It's pretty much kind of who do you know in the industry that could help you get your foot in the door. And because I wasn't a very like vocal person during like college or wasn't a go-getter or be like, hey, like I'm into film if you ever need me, you know, like that wasn't me. So I kind of started my journey in filmmaking a little later after I graduated actually. I kind of had to like find my voice and find the courage to reach out to people, to reach out and say, hey, these are my skills. This is what I want to do. And I'm willing to help in any area of your production. And as soon as I started to do that, that's when doors started opening for me. And I started trying things out, trying um, short films, trying music videos, trying documentaries, uh, promo videos, all these Media, it's such a huge spectrum. So there's so much to do, which is what I love about it. And um, so the journey into filmmaking didn't start until years after I graduated, actually. Wow, I didn't know that. That's really cool, though, that you said that when you opened up to more possibilities, like not just so centered into... I guess the main goal, just kind of being available for anything and everything in the industry, that more opportunities showed up for you. I think that's so true for anyone doing anything. Like you have to be open to working different jobs and learning from different avenues so that it kind of gets you to where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel that then after you did that, after you kind of were more open and stuff, what was like the big... I guess like, aha, like, okay, I, I did it all that for a while. Now I want to really focus on filmmaking or kind of go the next step. Um, really, I would have to say is just the fact that after doing different things, right, whether it was, I'll be your PA for literally six hours of me just sitting there waiting for you to tell me what to do, like what you need me to do. And then the fact that no matter what I was doing, I was loving it. I was loving being on set, being in production, being, seeing the different um, areas of the entire team with, uh, trying to achieve one goal, which is tell the story. So once I realized that, then I was like, okay, I want to tell my stories too. I want to tell other people's stories. I want to be a part of a team that believes in 
giving a voice to the voiceless. So that's that's been my goal is to kind of allow people that look like me, people that look like you, people that look like, I don't know, your friend, your your mom, your sister, your dad, your brother, allow for the camera to point at them and for them to tell their stories. So I think that was my aha moment where it was like, what is my ultimate goal? It's to tell stories about regular people, but everyone has something to say, you know? And I think that's, that's a struggle for, that was a struggle for me where it's like, what's so special about me? What do I have to say? Like, why should people listen to me? But the thing is no one, there's no one else out there that's like me. So that's the beauty of it where there's so many stories out there that haven't been told and there's always going to be so many stories that haven't been told and that need to be told so I think that was my aha moment for sure that's so beautiful I think it's so true I think I can relate to that what I've kind of learned with interviewing people on the podcast is that everyone has a different story and it doesn't matter if you're even going for the same industry everyone has Mm -hmm. a different story I know you and I have talked a lot about women of color and how you really want to make a space for for them and for us and so what have what are the steps you've been taking to kind of go for that that goal um really it's just trying so for example if I am going to direct a short or something my goal is to create a team of women of color or just people of color in general minorities in general and create this awesome team where we'll work together and we're telling a story right and it's giving other people opportunities and it's and it's also vice versa where i look for a team that's looking for that as well that's looking to bring more women into the film industry that are bringing more women of color into the film industry So I've been fortunate enough and I found uh, a team that I'm working with that I'm producing for. Uh, It's these two Hispanic cool cats, cool kids. Um, And their goal is to also tell stories about normal people, minorities, people that you think, oh, yeah, their career is probably just, you know, your typical I don't know. I I feel freely to say this just because my mom is a housemaid and she came from another country. So like what they were saying is people tend to look at us and think that's the only thing we strive for when we get here. And it's no, it's not like if you were to if we were to highlight people that look like us, you would see there's musicians, there's doctors, there's astronauts, there's filmmakers. And you know, I got to meet this group of people and now I get to be a part of that team. So those are steps that I've taken and will continue to take to um, bring in more women of color or show them that people that look like me could do this and that we're passionate and we're just as creative and just as talented as anyone else. I love that. And I think, you know, I can relate as being Latina and having parents that were immigrants and came to this country with a dream and I think as their example which you and I have talked about with both like our parents is just 
it takes one person. Like it takes one person to kind of set that example so that there's a ripple effect. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the most important thing here. Like you're saying with your goals, you have a team of women of color. The next person that wants to be a filmmaker or a director or producer who is a woman of color or wants to represent women of color will have that same mentality, you know, knowing that someone else did it and there's an example out there and it's successful and successful in the sense of like, it was just done, you know, it doesn't even need to mean, mean that like the movie was like everywhere and stuff, but just the fact that you guys had a team that actually was able to work together and bring this vision to life in the way that you wanted it to. Right, exactly. It's a beautiful thing. I think filmmaking is such a team industry, I guess. And it's, and it's funny that it's a team industry, but at the same time, there's a lot of like, no, it's, an I thing, you know, especially when it comes to like directing bigger things or, or bigger projects. But in reality, everyone's voice needs to be heard and we're all on the same level, whether you're the director or whether you're the caterer person, you know, it's like we're here with one objective, with one goal in mind. So it's definitely, it definitely teaches you how important it is to have a team that backs you up and a team that believes in your vision and kind of strives for the same goals as you do that's outside of making a film or a music video or anything like that right it kind of goes hand in hand with like the quote that people say you know you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with hmm. it's kind of the same thing like the, per the people that you're going to have around your production or around your work of art is going to kind of pour into the art itself Right. I think that's the same thing with musicians, like being a musician, when you make an EP or when you make an album, if you don't vibe with the musicians in the room while you're recording, that's probably going to be sensed in the, mm -hmm. in the EP or in the album when it comes out. So I think that's super important, like you said. For people that don't know where you're from and family's from, can you give us a little bit of your background? Yeah, so I was born and raised in San Diego, actually. San Diego, California, which is like about two hours and a half away from here. Um, it's very beach city, very chill vibes, um, slow pace, much more slower than LA. Um, and my parents are actually from Guatemala, Central America. So they're immigrants, both of them. And um, yeah, so I've actually visited Guatemala a bunch of times. So it's it's definitely a beautiful place in my heart and I but I haven't really moved around now that I think about it I've just been in California like it's kind of hard to leave California because of the weather if you know I mean if you've moved I know a lot of people have moved out here specifically LA who are in the entertainment industry and I'm always in awe of everyone that has made that leap of faith like literally pack everything and get over here and just be like all right what do I do next and they just figure it out and make it work it's just it I'm just in awe of everyone that does that um I was fortunate enough to have lived here for many years but I it goes to say that even if you lived here or if you're moving out here like you still need to put the same amount of work to get to the place you want to be in your industry, you know, which is hard work and just, you know, being a genuine person and being 
um, a person willing to just help and do whatever they can to kind of just move up slowly without bringing people down. It's like, let's go up together. Yeah, I think that's really important when you're creating anything, really, is to kind of go together and, and have a group of people that have the same vision and will help you help each other get to that main goal. So what is your next project? What are you currently working on? Actually, I'm working on two projects. I am working on one of them is a music video, which will be will be shooting next month. Um, it's for an artist that you've probably heard of. Her name is Vanda. And uh, we're very excited for this music video because it's going to be a very fun it's it's kind of like a time piece but it's also like a comedy and a mix of genres which i haven't really done so i'm excited to just put my creativity out there and just see what we could do uh so that is what we're doing next month but i've been working on a project for the past couple months called glimpse which is a 10 minute digital short form series and it is to highlight uh, just everyday people, everyday uh, people from like the minority group to be specific. So, you know, uh, women of color, uh, people of color and stuff like that. It's to highlight them in their career and to show like what I was saying is to show that it doesn't matter where you come from. If you're immigrating from a different country like your goal doesn't have to be so little, like you should dream big, you know, like you can dream big and achieve that dream. Um, it's our first uh, episode, which is the pilot, we just finished shooting and we're in post-production right now, uh, putting it together, piecing it together. And once that's completed, we're gonna upload it to YouTube. So it's available for anyone and everyone because we want to inspire uh, young kids, honestly, young kids of color, uh, specifically high schoolers and freshmen of college, to let them know that doesn't matter what it is that you want to do, you can achieve it. You know, like, and here are examples to show you that you can achieve that. Uh, so we are going to pitch the pilot to some networks and hopefully, you know, make something happen and make it and hopefully it gets picked up for networks so it's accessible to so many people from all over the world and it's just to inspire and give hope to everyone like you could do this you could dream big and actually achieve it oh my god how cool I also remember seeing on your story that you guys were kind of collecting funding right like how was that process like for in order for you to go and do this pilot for glimpse what was that like getting all that together so the beauty about um independent filmmakers or freelancers is that money isn't always attached to projects so for example my team and i it's us three so it's the two writer directors and it's myself the producer and i actually jumped onto this project knowing that money is involved. So what that means is we're going to have to work extra hard to create campaigns, to try to reach out to different uh, companies, to different, peoples, uh, different people and be like, hey, we're working on this project that we truly believe in. And 
a project that needs to be seen by so many. And if you're willing to donate, to be a part of this process, to be a part of a change, to be a part of a hope for someone that needs it, please donate. You know, so it's been an interesting process of reaching out to certain people and kind of pitch our our project and be like, this is us and this is what we believe in and this is what the project is. And it's been very rewarding. Luckily, we've we've had donors, but we're still in that campaign process. It doesn't end because we plan on making more episodes. So definitely, this was just our first or pilot episode. And a lot of it had uh, to come from our pockets, you know, but when you believe in something, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you'll do what what it'll take. Right now, we're still looking for donors and donations to continue to make more episodes and make sure that we highlight people from different types of careers, people from different types of backgrounds, because like I said before, everyone has a story and everyone deserves to be heard and everyone deserves to tell their story. So that's where we're at in the process for that. I couldn't agree more about everyone deserves to tell their story. I will link your campaign in the show notes so that if anyone, you know, feels called to donate while they hear this episode, they can to help you guys out. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yes. Yeah. We'll be so grateful. Yeah, that would be, I think it would be so great for, you know, I mean, I think this, this in general, like this, what you're, t- what you're sharing is so cool to know because I'm not in the film industry. So even though I know a little bit about it from friends and, and my boyfriend, I don't really know a lot about the industry. So it's really cool to have someone like you who has such a passion for this and is here just saying like, I believe in this. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to do it. This is how I'm doing it. And other Mm -hmm. people can do it as well. I think that's super important is, like you said, the example of someone doing it in a different way and in an inspirational way. Because when we are in an industry as competitive and as big Mm -hmm. as an industry like the film industry and the music industry, and now even the podcast industry, when we see these kind of industries that are huge, we get kind of intimidated or kind of that imposter syndrome starts taking over. Who am I? Like what you were saying, who am I to do this? And I can't do that because so-and-so or blah, blah, blah said that I don't have what it takes, whatever it may be. And then when you see someone like you, who's like so doing it in her own way and teaching people that they can do it in their own way, it's super inspirational. So I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. And I think you touched upon an important thing where Like if you were to ask anyone else that is also in the film industry and that is in, that's actually in the film industry, quote unquote, like in a, in a big studio like Sony or Universal, they would say that I'm not in the film industry, you know, because I'm not in the big studios or I'm not uh, creating big budget films or big things, but that's not the case like that's the beauty of the times we're living now and the media the fact that you're able to make your way into these industries doesn't matter what it looks like you're in it you're you're a filmmaker you're a musician you're an artist because you're working in your craft and you're actually going after it and showing up like that's huge and i think that a lot of people 
need to hear that and a lot of people need to be reminded that it doesn't matter where you're at like in the picture like which level you're at or you're not successful because you haven't made a huge big budget film or you haven't made a huge song it's like no like you're putting your stuff out there you're doing it you're you're walking in it you're living it so you're already winning you know I think that's a huge thing that I have to constantly remind myself where it's like don't look at everyone else don't look at other people what are you doing what actions are you taking to pursue what it is that you want to do and once I start seeing that I'm like oh wow I'm actually doing I'm actually doing it like I'm a I'm a freaking woman of color in this um production and I'm the only female in this production and I'm doing it you know so it's yeah like, you are you know so it's it's stuff like that where I have to just take a step back and analyze it and remind myself like you're in here you're doing it you know because this last music video that I did I was I was directing a music video and everyone else everyone else was a male like yeah people of color but it was it was hard to find women you know whether it's women of color or not like it's it's so intimidating for us to kind of enter this world of that's dominated by men because we're constantly told oh you're not strong enough or no you can't do this you can't do that but it's like no we're paving our own way and it doesn't look like the way you're doing it it's looking the way like how I want it to look but I'm I'm doing it you know so it's just a just a reminder to all to everyone out there that's listening like you're paving your own way like take a step back and allow yourself to take it in and see where you're at you're constantly working at it you've already made it you know I couldn't agree more you already made it the thing that I think people always kind of feel is fear right and so they don't even start they don't even do it because the fear takes over so much and I'm talking about myself I've had this happen to me as well where the fear takes over so much of yourself that then you just don't act and so then by not taking action you won't get to where you want to go you won't be in that industry so like you're saying just being like a freelancer or doing these productions or you know having these smaller groups and these smaller productions and works and taking these small steps is you already being there is you already doing it and that's that's what matters I um, heard something on a podcast the other day that the woman said don't wish to be just say you are Hmm. and I thought that was so interesting how she said it because I can't remember where I heard this. I hear so many podcasts a day, but um, she said something like, no, you're not going to be a podcaster. You are a podcaster. Or, you know, I'm not going to be a filmmaker. You are a filmmaker. Or I want to be an actor. No, you are an actor. Instead of saying it to people like that, say, I'm an actor. Not, I'm moving to LA to be an actor, you know? And so different things like that, how you word it, how you believe it, how you talk about it. You have to state it within yourself first so that people, you know, believe that you believe that you are, you are already there. You are Mm -hmm. already that person that you want to become. Yeah, absolutely. Words, your words have so much power. And it's funny that you said that 
that you heard that because in the very beginning I would introduce myself as like oh yeah I'm working on becoming a director or I want to be a director that's my goal and it wasn't until the people around me whether that's friends or you know my boyfriend uh he would introduce me to this is Catherine she's a director and the fact that I had people around me like say those words and talk about me in that way made me realize oh okay I have people around me that believe in me I need to believe in myself now and I need to believe in those words and actually say it and at first it was really hard it was really difficult for me to even say that to people when I would meet um, like someone new I would practice and be like hi I'm Catherine I'm a I'd be like I'm a I'm a director like it was kind of odd and hard for me to do but the more I practiced it the more I did it the more I started believing it and the more that I started saying it with such confidence and now I feel I'm in a place where I could really say it and be like hi I'm Catherine I'm a director like do 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 you know it's I'm able to introduce myself that way and it's and it's a pretty awesome feeling to have and be able to say that yeah do you feel that once you were able to say that is when more of these projects like your own kind of projects started coming true you know like started becoming real or do you feel that those projects after taking action with those projects is when you felt like okay yes like this is who I am I am a director I think it's a mix of both for sure I got into the point where now I'm feeling more confident and comfortable to reach out to people and tell them, hey, I'm a director, but I'm also a producer, I'm also a writer, I'm also a script supervisor. If you ever need help in your production, let me know. Before, I wouldn't even like dare to reach out to people, whether they say they're looking for someone or anything. Now I'm actually like, going out there and opening these doors for myself and being like hey I'm here like I'm this and this and this and that if you need help I would love to be a part of your team you know so it's definitely a mix of both is you kind of have to push yourself during these uncomfortable times and during these uncomfortable situations of like if you say you are someone like me where you're like I cannot do that I cannot just go to a random person and be like hey I'm an artist, you know, it's push yourself. Like it, it sounds easy saying it and I know it's hard, but once you start practicing that and doing it, oh, it just becomes easier and easier and easier. And, it, and you'll realize that people are kind, like people are like, okay, like, thank you for reaching out. Actually, I would love to see what you could do. Like, I would love to have you be a part of the team. So it's, it's definitely changing your mindset and changing the words and changing the way you speak to yourself or how you speak about yourself that will propel you to do these crazy things that you thought you would never do. 1000%. And when you introduce yourself with confidence, that's when people are, they don't have a second to kind of second guess you, you know, it's like, oh yeah, she reached out to me. She's a director. Amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. instead of if you had sent an email, like, I think I'm a director. I think I might be able to help you. You should pay me to do this. It's like, 
you know, you have to be really confident. I'm a director. I do this. I know I'm the perfect person for you. That's probably one of the most important things you can do for yourself. And I love that. It's very true. It's like your mental state and what you say to yourself and how you present yourself to other people is really important. What would you say has been your biggest lesson in your career so far? It's been many lessons. Um, Being kind to myself during each process and knowing that I have so much to learn and so much growth that I still need to do. And that's okay. Uh, For example, I've learned that there's going to be a lot of no's. There's going to be a lot of especially in these entertainment industries it's so competitive like you were saying and it's there's gonna be a lot of people that you meet that are very mean and rude and will make you feel like you're tiny and there's gonna be also many people in a room that are gonna make you feel like you're on top so it's kind of being okay with receiving a nose and and hearing negativity from people around you that that even includes friends that includes friends that are probably in the same industry as you or uh, just random people but it's knowing your worth and knowing like okay I'm good like I know I'm good I'm talented this is what I love to do I'm passionate about it and no one's gonna do it the way I do it and that already sets you apart and sets me apart from anyone else So it's kind of learning to take criticism, negativity, and not letting that stop me from doing what I want to do. And don't get me wrong, there's been times where I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like, I, I can't, clearly I can't. Like, no one wants to work with me, no one believes in me. But it's then reminding myself and having a team behind you that believes in you and to remind you and pick you up when you're falling down and remind you like there's no one else like you there's no other Dre out there there's no other Catherine out there like no one else is going to work the way you work or believe in this project the way you believe in it so it's I've learned that a lot and I'm continuing to learn it you know and just being vocal being vocal about what you believe in and your needs and all these things it's hard it's hard trust me I know it's but. very hard, yeah. But it's very true. You, no one is you. And I, I said this in another podcast. I don't think that podcast is, is, has, come in, has come out yet, but it's a podcast interview I had with my friend Isaac. And we were talking about how there, you know, like how many candles do you have in your house? You probably have more than one. And mm-hmm. you l- probably light both of them or more at once but none of them take away the flame from the other and and mm. each one has a different scent and each one is a different size and each one is a different color so why do we do that to ourselves you know like it's you have it all around you these examples of things that do their own thing and no one steals their thunder you know and yeah, also <laughs> yeah and also if you think about it we all have different fingerprints even right? Like your fingerprint is not the same as mine. So you can't pretend that your art is going to be the same as someone mm-hmm. else's and you're not, and someone else is going to bring the same thing to the table that you will. It's just not fact. People that maybe look at myself included again, 
that look at other people to kind of point fingers or, or say like, oh, I want to do it just like them. You won't be able to because that person has a different mindset, a different heart, mm. a different way of doing things, a different way of speaking to people, a different way of doing everything. So you trying to be someone else won't help you either. People need to hear your take on it. People need to be there with you. Imagine if we had like one doctor for everything. It's True. just not possible. Imagine if we had one musician for the rest of our lives. We, we, everyone can only listen to one musician. I mean, I know a lot of people have like diehard fans, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true. It's just not possible. So I love that answer. I think it's very true. You have to, you have to keep going and you have to also ignore the no's. And like you said, not only from like the industry, but from your friends and from maybe even your family, what would you say has been your biggest win in your career so far or in your life? It's a good question. Um, I think I would have to say any time that I've worked on a project and I end up coming out of that project with lifetime friends or people that I want to continue to work with, I think it's a huge win because I've been on sets where there's been people where I'm like, I hope to not work with them again, just because like, we can't work well together and that's okay as well. Like it's okay to run um, into someone where you just don't click, you know, like we're all so different that sometimes it just doesn't work and that's fine. But I think my biggest win has been making these friends and making partners in filmmaking for life in a sense, you know, the fact that we respect each other and that we are rooting for each other and that we're constantly lifting each other up and cheerleading each other on like, hey, that was an awesome project you worked on. Whether or not we worked on it together, but the fact that we're able to do that, regardless if it was a project that we did together or not, we're constantly like, yo, your film was awesome. Like, let me share it. Or them tell me, you know, that music video that you did was so cool. Can I share it? You know, just stuff like that is creating this, these friends and this team that believe in you and that are there rooting for you. I think that has been my biggest win so far. But I have made a lot of great friends and a lot of great team players for, you know, projects that I am working on now and for future projects. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when you have a group of people like that, that you're explaining you also can even speak about the insecurities you're going through regarding your project or your industry. And that must be so helpful. I know that that's how I feel with my industry, with, with podcasting or with music is people that understand the insecurities I have or know what it's like to release a song after not releasing a song for years or knowing what distribution to go to, whatever the question may be, having that support makes everything just so much easier and less daunting, you know, like just having someone that could kind of hold your hand through it when you have all these insecurities and doubts about your next step or what you're creating. So I totally agree that that's a huge win. And I think it's a beautiful win because like you said, you'll have that for life, not just now. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like the fact that, you know, you and, and that group of people are living in the same situation in the industry you know like 
you could come to each other and be like, hey, um, I'm really struggling with this right now. Like, can you help me out? Like, I know uh, better writers than I am. And I could be like, hey, can you read my script? And just like, give me notes. Like, just let me know what I need to work on or what works, what doesn't and vice versa. You know, it's, there's no ego. There's, there's no like, I'm better than you. My, my craft is much better than yours. Like, there's none of that. It's like this, oh, you are actually better in this area than I am. Can you help me? And vice versa. Or like, let's help each other. Let's lift each other up. And that's, that's huge. Like, find your people. Find, because they are out there. They are out there. It's like, once you find them, uh, the journey of pursuing what it is that you want to do is so much more satisfying and so much more fulfilling when you find those people. Yeah. And to add to that, it's not even just in the beginning of your journey that you have that support. It's throughout your journey. Mm -hmm. Because even beginning my journey here in LA, I remember being so scared to go into a session with people I didn't even know. And now some of them are like my best friends and I can ask them anything. Until this day, I ask them questions about things that I'm looking to do now in the future. So things that I already know about, you know, they helped me through it. And now new things, new doubts, new insecurities that come up, they're still the people I'm like, do you feel like this too? Or do you know something to help with this? Or do you know how to do that? Whatever it may be, it's an ongoing thing forever. Like no matter your age, no matter what step or process you're in at the moment. Absolutely. Agree with you a hundred percent. Amiga, gracias. Thank you so much. Yes being here i really loved your story i can't wait for people to hear it where can people find you where should we look for you and i'll link everything below especially like i mentioned the uh campaign for glim perfect yeah um you could find me on instagram right now that's pretty much the only social media i have my insta handle if you'd like uh, it's at kathy it's spelled very weirdly so I would suggest you look at the <laughs> at the way it's spelled under this podcast information. And also for Glimpse, if you guys are, if you guys believe in telling stories about people that look like you or people that look like us and want to spread hope to other people, please visit at Glimpse Show on Instagram as well. And um, hopefully we'll be releasing this pilot very soon. But I just want to thank you, Drea. Gracias. Gracias, gracias. It's been fun for my first podcast, I think. I love that. It was the best experience. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Wow. So much information. Loved every single thing we talked about today. Here are a few takeaways from Catherine's episode. Number one, when you do something that you love, it pushes you to blossom. Number two, you're the captain of the ship. Number three, When you open yourself up to possibilities, doors will start opening up for you. Number four, give a voice to the voiceless. Number five, we're all here with the same objective. It's important to have a team that backs you up. Number six, doesn't matter where you come from, you can dream big. Number seven, when you believe in something, you'll do whatever it takes. Number eight, don't look at other people. You're able to make your way into these industries. Doesn't matter what it looks like and it doesn't matter where you're at in the picture. Number nine, you're paving your own way. You've already made it. Number 10, don't wish to be, just say you are. 
you have to state it within yourself first. And number 11, be vocal about what you believe in always. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, you can check out the show notes below. There's a write-up that I do on my website, and you can also find all the information to support Catherine with her digital short-form series, Glimpse. I'll leave all the information below. If you feel called to support her, please do. As you can see, she's so passionate about what she does, and this is the whole reason I started this podcast. It was to connect people like her with people like you, creatives all around the world. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you feel called to, you can also leave us a review or DM us on Instagram at the journey of pursuit or at my personal at Drea Lopez without the Ian Lopez with any feedback or suggestions of who you would like to be on the podcast. Thank you so much again, guys. I'll see you next week. Ciao.